Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Salvatry here, and today is pretty exciting in the world of League of Legends. Whether you've been playing for a day, this might be your first day. Lucky for you, you're getting a great prize pool in terms of overall amount of money in the pot tonight because the South Korean League is is coming back to the slate. Um, and the they're also just teaming it up pretty much since it's a late start overnight with the China League, the LPL. Uh, and you're going to end up getting in that situation a six game slate with 50k to first 50k to first on technically a Wednesday if you're on the uh, west coast it's going to be 11 p.m. so I guess it's your Tuesday still but 50k to first there's a 15k to first contest these prize pools are getting bigger there's a six figure to first prize pool on Sunday and you're going to see them continue to get bigger as now the Korean league officially is back and you're going to see not only six game slates but some two and three game uh, turbo slates as well this is what we have, and it's going to be, honestly, look, if, if we didn't have this, we would have absolutely nothing, and this is a ton of fun. Again, been playing for almost two weeks now, has been successful. Uh, the Right now, I'm recording this around 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m., so the slate is is currently underway from the night before or early this morning, but we have the six-game slate. It's pretty exciting. Again, if you are brand new here, there are a lot of things strategy-wise to know. You can get up, caught up pretty quick. I have a podcast on Patreon. I'm sure you can Google a lot of things, and people are probably trying to churn out content for how to play. Uh, esports and League of Legends at this time. But what I'm doing here is breaking down this six game slate. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button. Whether you're listening on the podcast version, that helps out a ton. And on YouTube, we're like 250 subscribers away from 20,000. If we can get that push while more people are joining in because there's bigger prize pools, no longer the 20 and 25K to first, it's all the way up to 50K to first on a normal weekday. Pretty exciting stuff. I'll be breaking this down. If you are interested, I will also call out that I do have projections. If you are interested, but also in a comfortable position right now, based on where we are in this world and a lot of people um, having hot takes on whatever is going on out there, if you are personally comfortable and you are interested, otherwise I do not want you to be stressing yourself financially uh, for some League of Legends projections, but if you are personally comfortable, they're linked up down below. That's my exclusive content on Patreon. These charts will be on there, as well as my identified interest closer to lock. And then once the starters are announced for the Korean and the China Leagues, which is going to be tonight, I will upload the projections so well in advance of the 2 a.m. start time, probably sometime this afternoon slash early evening, maybe 3, 4, somewhere around there. So that's all linked up down below. I'm an independent content creator. So um, this has been a ton of fun and a saving grace, if you will, uh, the eSports the e League of Legends. So appreciate y'all being here. Once again, subscribe buttons, free stuff down below in the description, as well as some projections down there as well. We're going to start it off with the top laners. So if you are brand new here, you're going to see that you do indeed need to um, try and capture some of these uh, teams in terms of a stacking perspective. And you're not game stacking because they're, the win is going to be important. If a player wins, they get bonuses, their team gets bonuses. But also, if they're winning, it means that their team overall is getting more kills more times than not, achieving more creep score, whatever it might be, all those things. So it's going to correlate with a win, and you just directly correlate because you get points for a win. So you want to target winning teams, especially on bigger slates. And now you don't have to take as many stabs on underdogs. When we have these three-game slates, two-game slates, even like this past one yesterday, you might have to take a stab on an underdog. But today you have a six-game slate where there's six favorites. And honestly, there's like one underdog, maybe two, that are short underdogs. And, and short is plus 177, plus 257. The rest of these underdogs are like 500, 600 dogs at plus 127 so some short ones but for the most part every single favorite is a minus 238 favorite or better outside of one outside of uh, dwg a uh, damn one gaming so you're going to see a lot of stacks including a lot of favorites again you can do that completely i'd probably avoid stacking the two biggest favorites primarily like i'm going to run a lot of lineups so i'm sure i'll have some stacks with them but then you're just setting yourself up for a lot of duplicated lineups and you the biggest thing in dfs in any sport is not trying to have duplicated lineups so Starting with your top laners, this is pretty crazy. Funflux Phoenix, the biggest favorite on the night, 
ready, listen to this. In the NBA, maybe you have a minus 300 favorite one night, and that's crazy. Minus 1,429 favorite, a 1429 favorite. That is huge. They have a 91% win rate. Um, you're going to have to see who starts here. It's been Gimgoon for the past couple of games, so I'm, I'm assuming it's Gimgoon, but we'll see because Kane has six starts in the year, but Gimgoon um, has been fantastic. 6.5 average assists per contest. That's one of the top two on the slate. You're getting 3.3 average kills per contest in your top laner, that position top TOP. Doesn't really get a lot of kills, so the fact that 3.3, the second most on the slate, if indeed Gimgoon starts, it will be the most on the slate. Kane, the only one with more kills per contest will be Gimgoon's backup. So yeah, Gimgoon at 7,400, the price point obviously is going to take that into account, the biggest favorite. Um, I do think that Nagori, uh, so Nagori here from Damn One Gaming is a the slightest favorite. So you're only getting a minus 167 favorite. So you're not going to have a lot of ownership there. But 22 starts now as the Korean League uh, joins back up, so starting every single time, the highest damage on the slate. So what damage indicates is that they're actually one, doing a lot of damage. So you only see three kills per contest. And I say only really lightly because that would be the second most on the slate, but you're getting a ton of damage. You're getting the um, top two creep score killers. So there's points there. Kill participations at 65.8%, which would be the second highest on the slate. Um, it would actually end up being um, the highest on the slate if indeed uh, Kane was the backup. So you're getting a lot of upside here. Kill participation and damage percentage kind of indicate success. And you're getting that success here in terms of stable kills and assists, if anything, are probably trending more towards up based on the high damage and kill participation. That's a $7,000 player. Some of the other, I mean, big favorites are just things that I'm going to look at. You'll have to see who starts for JD Gaming between 705 and Zoom. 705 has started 13 games. So that's what I'm going to assume. But Zoom has started four, so it could switch. Zoom actually has a ton of assists, 7.5, and a smaller sample of four games. That lead that would lead the slate. The 9.0 creep score per minute would also lead uh, the slate. You just have to see who starts there. I would have interest in whoever starts between a 705 and Zoom. Most of these favorites, pretty much. Um, Rascal from which you're going to get from Gen E Esports. So Rascal's at 6,800. You're getting a huge favorite, a minus 909 favorite on a team that has won 77% of the time when Rascal does indeed start. Uh, you're not getting a ton of deaths, just 1.5 per contest is the third less least on the slate, probably the second least out of the starters. Very good creep score, solid assists over five. So those are some of the ones that stand out. It's mainly targeting the favorites. Players are going to be priced based on how big of a favorite their team usually is. Heading over to the mid laners now. So again, biggest favorites are up top here. Doom B, uh, minus 14.29 for Funplex Gaming. And then uh, Gen Esports, you're going to get uh, BDD as a minus 909 favorite. And Doom B is, is, is going to be your, your best mid laner. Mid laners and 80 carries will score the most points. I apologize to the crowd that continues to go into the YouTube comments and reach out via Twitter to people saying it's 80 carry, not 80 carrier. I'm just putting it into a verb. Um, formation like I do for top laner and, and mid laner things like that but anyways um doing B yeah you're getting the most kills 5.5 per contest you're getting the most assists 7.5 per contest uh high, second highest kill participation highest damage percentage out of all the starters yeah so doing B for Funbox gaming looks like an absolutely fantastic play that is why you're going to see the highest price point here pretty much on the slate at 8400 but everything checks out across the stats the biggest favorite it's going to be a very highly owned player so if you want to get away from it for two other favorites it's probably going to make your lineup automatically more unique another favorite like I said eight thousand dollar BDD Minus 909 favorite, 77, 77% win percentage when BDD starts, which has been every game so far. Solid assists, fourth highest in the slate out of all the starters at 5.6, a 4.0 average kills. Probably a spot that I would choose one of these if you're only playing one lineup and go with. Um, and the one I would choose would be doing B all the way up top. But there's there's opportunities down here as well. Like if you want to go for a slight underdog, if you want to try and take a, a knock at Top Esports, Top Esports is a plus 177 underdog, the second shortest odds on the slate for an underdog. That just means that they're the second... Um, they pretty much have the second best chance of knocking off the team they're facing uh, as an underdog when you're just looking at underdogs. But you're getting decent numbers at a night who started 16 games. Uh, you're getting 6.6 .6 kills 
assists per contest that's second best in the slate solid damage rate at 28.6 percent solid kills third best on the slate at 3.7 but again you're taking a risk because more times than not knight's team is not going to win here but that is an underdog that would just be unowned if you were to look at it that way but the so pretty much the top four scores in terms of assists on the slate doing the ddd yagai yago from JD Gaming, and then Knight, who is going to end up being an underdog. The top four kills players in the slate in this order are going to be um, doing B, and this is just factoring in starters, because I don't think quad starts for DRX. I think you get, um, well, actually, you'll have to see who starts for DRX. It's either going to be Chavi or or quad. So if it was quad, quad would be number two in kills. Number three would be DDD, and then number four would be Knight. Five would be Icon from OMG Gaming. They're a 714 favorite. Looks okay in terms of assists and things like that. Kill participation is pretty bad for a mid laner, though. Heading over to the support now. So your supports, if you were new here, they go to the right side of the map with the AD carry. AD carry cannot take a lot of damage, but does a lot of damage. So usually goes from afar. And that's why they go with the support player. So the support player gives them support. What that normally means is the support player is not going to have a ton of kills. If you look in column N on the sheet behind me right now, you're not seeing a lot of kills per contest. You're, you're lucky to get somebody to get one kill per contest. That's really good for a support player compared to just the five that we were talking about on the previous sheet. That's because support players are going to be involved in kill participation, mainly in the assist department, because they don't do a lot of damage. As you can see, the damage percentages, if they hit double digits, is, is, is very good in this, in this far right column right here where I'm hovering over right now. That's because they go with the AD carry. The AD carry picks up the kills, and then the assists go to um, the support player. So what that means is that you're going to see correlation between the support player and the AD carry because, well, if the AD carry is, is getting a kill, it likely means that the support player is going to probably pick up an assist for that. So direct correlation there. And then if they win, it probably means that they both did really good and they obviously get the win bonuses. So things like that. So Crisp has played as an AD carry actually in just one game, but you're getting 16 games as a support player so far. Pretty much all of them for FunFlex Gaming. Crisp is, is fantastic. 11.4 assists per contest leads the slate. A 69.7% kill participation is pretty solid. You're getting no kills out of Crisp, though, but that's because FunFlex Gaming's AD carry, who we'll talk about in a second, is just murdering everything out there. Um, so it's just it's just an, an average assist spot. They're going to be relatively cheaper. Uh, the support players to other positions, like $2,000 less. So I do think Crisp is definitely in play. It might be a spot that you want to captain Chris, although that doesn't seem as great putting a support player on a bigger slate in the captain spot. Usually your AD carry on the winning team will score the most points. So it makes it a strong captain play, especially on bigger slates where there's going to be six winning AD carries instead of two or two or three on these smaller slates. Um, but Crisp, by the way, up top, goes without mention. Uh, Life, you'll have to see who starts at support for... Um, Genji Esports, Life has started nine games and Kellen has started 10. So keep a close eye on this. If you indeed get Life starting, I, I would like Life. A minus 909 favorite. Life has the highest kills per game at 1.2, which is at least worth noting. And the second highest assist at 10.6 also causes the second highest damage at 11.4. So keep a close eye on who starts for Genji Esports. You can find that on Twitter. Loads of people. The biggest question, where do I find this on Twitter? Go to Twitter, go to my recent followers. There's somebody called Kemzi and then like Mr. Mal Manager. Those people, they post the uh, the pick screenshots of the lineups. If you're trying to look for the European and the American League, you're not going to find those lineups. They do not announce them before lock. They pretty much just stick with the same players. Or sometimes if they change it, it's it's too bad pretty much at that point. Um, this is the issue with niche sports. A lot of things like reporting is, is not as widely known. And then when you get thrown into it, uh, you actually do have some for the Korean League. And they announce their lineups well before lock. Like for us people in America here, or in the, in the North American continent, you're, you're getting them like eight to 10 hours before lock. So um, I do think whoever starts for Gen G esports, I, I would, if it's going to be Colin, I'm not going to have interest, but if it's life, I'll have a lot of interest at a cheap price point of only 5,600. You can just keep looking at all the favorites here. You're getting solid assist numbers out of Kerry, who has started 22 games in the Korean league, 77% kill participation leads a slate. You're getting 8.7 assists per contest, 9.4 assists per contest for JD Gaming's uh, Levmeu. Uh, you're also getting solid kill participation. So those those top four price players for support is where I'll be looking uh, the most. Just they produce even when their team loses, but obviously you want the win. But when their team wins, they're producing even more. 
So AD Carey is going to be your highest scoring player on average when the team wins. So what that usually means is they make fantastic captain options, but that also usually means they're the most expensive and it, it's, it becomes more difficult to fit them in. If you're going to be playing some of these top priced, pretty much most of the, the, the favorites here, $7,600 and above, um, if you're going to be playing them in your AD in your captain spot as an AD carry, then you automatically have to roster another AD carry, which gives you more upside because now you're getting two of the potentially highest scoring players in the slate in your lineup. But that's also probably the two highest price players are pretty close to it. So if you're going to be playing some of these top priced 80 carries in your lineup, whether it be two, one in the captain spot, or just one, you probably have to go to a, a lesser favorite or a slight underdog as your second team stack in there, or maybe you want to do a four two one and you get a third um, team in there with just their team spot. So you just have to build differently. I do think that 80 carries are probably the best captain options if salary wasn't a thing, but it depends on the slate. If the puzzle fits together with an AD carrying the captain spot and you like the rest of your lineup and it and it works and it's correlated and all that, and you have win upside in your lineup for all your players, and again, that usually means just two or three men or two or three men team stacks, um, then, then go for it. But you just have to try and fit the puzzle together. So AD carries, they're really strong in the winning lineups. Um, they are the highest scoring players when their team indeed wins. And what you get from that is just the biggest favorites are going to be priced all the way up here. Um, so for Funplex Gaming, you have LWX, just fantastic. 6.5 average assists per contest, leads the slate in kills per contest with 4.8, the 80% kill participation. Like I, I probably don't have to tell you too much about it. These highest priced players in the 8K plus, $8,600, the highest priced player in the slate is clearly going to stand above the rest. It's probably a really tough player to put in your captain spot and fix out the rest of your lineup though. It's probably going to be more uh, popular in just the team spot or the, the utility spot, the normal AD carry spot because of that. Loken has been fantastic this season um, through 16 games, only dying 1.2 times per game, 69% win rate. The highest kill participation though is what really stands out, 85.7, 5.46 per contest, 4.5 kills per contest. Very similar to LWX, just not as big of a favorite, only a 238 favorite compared to Funplex Gaming's 1429 favorite. But you're getting the highest kill participation on the slate, which just means that if anything, Loken might be getting unlucky with some of the numbers producing, might be in store for even more kills and assists um, moving forward. Just going down a little bit more, Deft, they have won 100% of the games where Deft has started, 22 games as AD carry, $8,000 is a $600 discount off of LWX, you're getting a 357 Vegas odds favorite here, so... This looks pretty solid. You're still getting over four kills per game and five assists. That's kind of the magic number on this slate right now. If you're looking for, once again, a slight underdog, you have um, top esports here with Fontic at a plus 177 underdog. I don't like that, but you do get a ton of assists. 5.7 per contest is second on the slate. 3.3 average kills. And obviously, if indeed they're winning, you're probably going to see above averages kills and probably above average assists. I'm not a fan of playing really any of the underdogs today. I think it does let you get different, but I think you can get different with the six favorites, right? Take the third highest favorite and the fourth highest favorite, and there you go. You probably have a unique lineup, um, things like that. Um, so people have asked me if I'm max entering. I have been as of late. Yes, um, I've been playing this for about 10 days to two weeks now. And yes, max entering is a good idea um, if you're trying to knock down these big price pools, because if you're just playing $10 a night into the huge contest, you're probably burning your money because the payout structures are absolutely insane right now. Um, but last night was actually pretty decent. Um, but th this is where I'm at right now. So LWX, Loken, you want to try and prioritize 80 carries. If you can get two of them into your lineups that are on winning teams that have just high scoring upside, which is most of them above the $7,500 price tag, which are all favorites, then you should probably be in pretty good shape. Junglers, finishing up with junglers in the team spot. So up top, tie-in as, as Funplex Gaming's jungler. You're going to get the most assists per contest. You're going to get pretty solid kills per contest at 2.8. Um, you can just keep going down. Canavarius uh, started 17 games. You're getting the most kills on this slate for jungler per contest at 3.4. You're getting tied for the highest creep score at 5.9 and the most damage at 17.5%, a 238 favorite. Canavy looks uh, pretty solid here at 7,600. Um, junglers, 
usually I don't want to try and spend all the way up, especially when you have a lot of good ones on the slate like you're seeing right here. So, I mean, you're seeing just people like Clyde um, started 22 games for Gen G Esports so far, a huge favorite at minus 909. You're getting solid assist numbers above seven per contest. That's the third highest in the slate. You're getting very average kills at two, but if indeed you get the win, that might spike a little bit higher than the two on average, maybe goes to 2.5, 2.7, which is still like top five on the slate. You're getting a $600 discount, so I think that looks pretty good. You're probably going to have to end up taking some just two and one man stacks with your four man stack that you don't like as much because, wow, pretty much the biggest three or four favorites are all priced in insane spots here. Having a trying to have a four man stack of Funplex um, Phoenix right now, and you're going to have to just get really creative with your your secondary stacks or your tertiary stacks with them because all their guys are insanely priced. Like a $7,800 player is usually the AD carry for most teams. That's the jungler's price point, which is like on average, like the third highest scoring player on the team. So that's pretty crazy. Um, so that's why I would go for that. If you're trying to look for any type of like sneaky underdogs um, or just sneakier type plays, a little bit lower, again, a plus 177 um, top esports team in, in terms of Carissa or Carsa, you're getting 2.6 kills per contest. That's actually the fourth highest in the slate. 6.9 assists is the fourth highest as well, but you're getting it at a $6,400 price tag. Reason why it's cheaper is they're an underdog. So if they do lose, your, your lineup's pretty much dead. So you are taking on a pretty be- decent risk there. And then just the team spots. I'm going to have interest in all five favorites. As simple as that right now. Um, and then I'm also going to have interest in top esports. I've, as, as I mentioned, a couple of their teams throughout this. I'll see as the day goes on. I mean, we're still plenty of hours away from this. Like as I record this, 20 hours away from lock. So I'm sure I'll get some more underdogs in there. I'll have the projections up later today so you can check those out. Uh, but some of the things to look at for team stats. I mean, kills per game and deaths per game is pretty important. You're going to see kills per game just be absolutely above above and beyond the rest for Funplex Phoenix. So, I mean, the strategy if you're playing one lineup tonight is probably get Funplex Phoenix in your lineup somehow. Get four of them or, or a three-man stack. But then you have to get different with your second stack. You can't be playing Gen Esports. You probably can't even with the salary restrictions. But just get different, whether it's playing top esports as an underdog and hoping that they can knock it out. They actually have the third highest kills per game on the slate. So if they do win, you know they're scoring a ton of points. I think that's okay. Just know that you're putting in a decent risk. But it's probably better to put in a risk than play the top two favorites tonight. Because then at the best, if you can even fit a, t- a lineup together, you're probably just splitting in a ton of ways. I do think that there's no issue at all with fading Funplex Phoenix um, because you have other huge favorites on the slate. Like you have Gen Esports that um, has been fantastic leader in kills per death ratio, uh, top five in or top four in kills per game right now. They win a ton of the time and they're a 909 favorite. So a lot of people are going to load up on Funplex Phoenix. No issues with that at all. Just get different in your other spot. If you want to fade Funplex Phoenix, you're automatically getting a lot more unique than a lot of the field. And you could even start with the third or highest. OMG is the third highest favorite tonight. Uh, Gen Esports as a second highest and go from there. And you're just making yourself a little bit more unique. The reason that you want to get unique, unique means that you have a unique lineup. Nobody has that. It's going to be difficult to do it, but six games later, it gets a little bit easier to do so. The reason you want to do that is if somebody has your lineup, you automatically are hedging yourself out of the top prize. If 20 people have your lineup, you're automatically hedging yourself out of the top prize by a ton of divisions, right? You're dividing it so many different ways. Um, If you ever hit a tournament in first place, you want to capitalize by winning that entire tournament, all the other tournaments on the slate that night, and then you can just you're done, right? You're done for the year. You can you can sit up there. You got 100K and then you can just play for the rest of the year and try and continue to build off of that. But if you hit a tournament, and it happens very rarely that you can win one of these big tournaments, right? Even if you're playing 150 lineups, it's not a guarantee. People go a year without winning a tournament and playing 150 lineups. It's, it happens. If you do that, and you were splitting it 30 ways, that one time that you just won, and you could have capitalized on winning so much money, you didn't. So now you're not setting yourself up. That's a one way to look at it on a broader scale. If you want to look at it on a smaller scale, you're pretty much burning your money every single night. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. I think there's a lot of opportunity in the slate. Again, projections will be out later today. We have like 20 hours until lock. So if you indeed made it all the way through this podcast and YouTube video, it's probably a little bit of a longer one because six games late, two leagues are combined for the first time since uh, the influx of a ton of new players. 
including myself from other DFS sports due to the sports apocalypse, please do take a couple seconds, hit that subscribe button. If we can somehow get to 20,000, um, and if you got any value from this video and you watch the whole thing, that would be fantastic. I, I would like to get to 20,000 by April. That's a week away. So it's a bold goal. But uh, if you just take a couple extra seconds, I really do appreciate that. I'm sure that you have a lot more extra time on your hands. Hitting the notification bell is also greatly appreciated. And if you're on the uh, podcast version, hit the subscribe button. If you have five seconds afterwards to leave a review, it does help go a long way. I'm an independent content creator. So the more of the social engagement that we have through subscribes, um, reviews, like buttons, all that stuff, even on Twitter, if you want to share this and or reach out to me and just have any questions, um, the more social engagement that we have, the more chance, especially when not a lot of people are making content like this, that we can be seen from some other people and potentially have some third party ads. So reduces the price of Patreon, all that stuff, right? So anyways, I appreciate it if you just hit it, just trying to explain what that does for people. Thank you so much. Patreon projections will be linked down below as, lo as, as long as well as some free strategy guides. My name's Sal. Hope you enjoyed this video. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.